Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning. It's already morning. (laughs) It's dark and rainy so far. So I have a new musical artist to plug. This is a... um, I'm always drawn to soft, gentle piano music as one of my favorites. And this guy's name, I've never heard of it before. About last week, I discovered his name is Michael Logazar. I think I'm saying that right. So I've really enjoyed listening to him. And and so this morning, while I was on the porch and listened to a couple of those songs, um, it was a nice, it's a nice genre just to sit quietly and peacefully, you know, it takes you to that place. And, and then I got to thinking about music in general and how, how much it can impact people's emotions and their experiences. And is that an individual thing? Are there some people who have a really strong reaction to music and others can just take it and leave it, take it or leave it. And why is that, you know? Well, I do think it's individual. And I simply say that because my dad didn't care for music. Oh, right. Yeah. He could care less if he heard music. And I'm, I love music, but... I'll never forget that about him. He was like, eh, whatever. So at least he was one person that it didn't matter that much. He had a few songs he liked, um, but really that was not important to him at all. Yeah, so there's got to be some kind of reason, you know, different parts of our brain or the sidedness or the way our personalities are wired that would explain that. I think it's really interesting. But even if you think about soundtracks to movies, the movies that we love wouldn't be the movies we love if that music wasn't part of the storyline and put in there. You don't think about it, but think about your favorite movies and how much is the the music score itself part of that experience. Well, yeah, our own storylines, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this season... People put on holiday music. It Fourth of July, they put on patriotic music. Um, so in our own lives, we do the same thing. Music to set the stage and the atmosphere of what we're going to experience. I've started a very simple 
series in my uh, my Friday meditation class on Facebook, and it's just a series that takes you through the five senses and how you can use each of the five senses to reconnect with yourself and kind of quiet, you know, the busyness of our minds and the obsessiveness with planning and strategizing or stressing or whatever it is that's, um, that is taking us out of balance, but using one of our five senses to kind of Hmm. come back to orient in the present moment. Um, and I think music can be one of those things that can help us do that, you know, just to breathe and slow down and reconnect. Alternatively, um, using that same sense of hearing and how, you know, we're, we've just talked about music and the influence that that sound of music can have on us. Um, conversely, the impact of quietness for good or for bad, what that experience is like, especially if we're used to constant noise, it can be a really bizarre place for people to come to. If you really and truly go to a quiet place and sit in that quietness, what it does to our bodies and our chemicals in our bodies. Um, That's one of the best things ever, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I love to get to places that are quiet without leaf blowers and dogs barking, (laughs) which never ends on Church Street. It's one mm-hmm. of the first things I noticed on my retreat. I parked the car and I got out and all I could hear was the wind rustling the leaves and the trees and that was it. I was like, wow. <laughs> Taking it down to just the the very soft sounds of nature only. This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, it's almost 6.30. It's time for the leaf blowers to start. If you could name a couple of the sounds of the season that make your heart happy during Christmas, what are some couple of the sounds that encourage you or um, inspire you or just make you happy? Well, certainly taking me back to childhood, which... I'm assuming is for most people, I know not everybody, but for most people, I'm assuming childhood and Christmas is, you know, that magical time of memories and nostalgia. So growing up, you know, my mom would play Andy Williams or the Ray Conniff singers or Burl Ives, so old school Christmas carols. So I always enjoy hearing those during the season. Um, But on the other hand, I also like new interpretations of Christmas carols. Um, 
like the other day, I listened to a version of Winter Wonderland by Beto and the Fairlanes from Austin. And they're uh, horns, they're horns, you know, and piano. And I like, you know, when people take a old standard and jazz it up. I'm not so much into the hard rocking of Christmas carols. Um, it's not my thing, but yeah. Um, I would say those two things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, fire in the fireplace, but we don't have a working fireplace, so I don't think about that one very often. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, for for me, what just came to mind is the, the sound of children laughing and that really special time of being a young child during Christmas time. There's nothing quite like it. And while I was growing up in the 70s, I don't know what this was or how how many years I would watch it, but, you know, it gets dark early and the winter days are colder. And I remember vividly sitting in front of my television after school before Christmas, or maybe I was already on school break. I don't remember, but they, there was a show that would televise kids coming to sit on Santa's lap (laughs) and asking him for what they wanted for Christmas and listening to their voices and hearing them laugh and the glow on their faces, I was just like, yeah, this is the most awesome show I've ever seen in my life. Probably the local Greenville station <laughs> with the kids from Seneca and right. Walhalla. Right. I thought it was fantastic because, you know, if you're a child and you go see Santa Claus, it lasts maybe 10 seconds. But here was a show where I could experience that. For a longer period of time, thought it was great. <laughs> I'd love to see your expression on your face if you saw it now. <laughs> I bet you'd still like it. Though. I bet I would. Just looking at the kids, you know, <laughs> and that's what it is to me that um, the spirit of Christmas of children who are excited and joyful, and it brings back it. It inspires us to be kids again with them. I think it's. You know, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned silence a minute ago. That's probably another thing. Uh, waking up early on Christmas morning always seems to be a very quiet time before anyone gets up. Mm. Uh, it's like, that's I love that. You know, you wake up and it's very still and still dark and... Um, the coffee's coming on. So while there's quiet any number of times, except on Church Street, um, I like that too. I remember that from a, being a kid. I In my bed, I, it would be really quiet, and then I'd hear my dad get up and begin to build the fire in the fireplace. Um which was our only, the only heat we had in our house really was this big fireplace. So he would begin to get the house warm for Christmas morning. And uh, yeah, those were great memories. Yeah, that element of quietness can really lend itself well to suspense and magic and excitement and anticipation. 
guess there's one more thing on, on this uh, theme of sound and listening that um, comes to mind, especially during the Christmas season and especially this year when we are, um, a lot of us are far off in distance from, you know, people that we would normally be gathering together with. So we'll be talking on the phone with those people or FaceTime or some other way of connecting with them during Christmas. And just that that our voices are so recognizable, that the sound of a voice that we know is um, part of this quality of being human. You know, we recognize the sound of voices so, um, so well, and they bring back emotion and relationship and connection when we hear their voices. And, and, you know, podcasts are a great example of this. You, you almost build a relationship without seeing the person because you're listening to the sound of their voices and get to know them through that, through that voice. Um, but just the, the, um, the benefit that we still have to connect with one another this Christmas through the, through the voice and through that sound and, what a gift that is to hear each other and to hear each other say, I love you. Absolutely. As you were speaking, I, I did think, though, and I love because you're coming from your own experience of uh, that being positive. Yeah. But someone who it, the holidays is reunited with someone and of their voice brings back trauma mm. and bad memories and maybe a harsh childhood and they're not around their family much. And so the power even of recognition of voice in that can bring back anxiety and, um, you know, fear even, mm. uh, which is not the things we like to contemplate, but we have to bring it up because it's certainly the reality for people out there who did not have a great experience, uh, perhaps at Christmas or during the holidays. And so then that recognition is not one that automatically brings joy, uh, that it can bring some dread. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, they're in process of working through that with a counselor or something that can help turn, you know, the experience of what is meant to be a joyful time into one that's more pleasurable. Yeah. We're all in that process of healing, you know, whatever kind of damages life has brought to us or we've brought to ourselves. Maybe this Christmas season is a time where you can build in new new sounds that are comforting, new ways of um, participating in the season that that are helpful, you know. And it, that can be challenging to, to just start new patterns or new ways that you're not used to. It takes effort and takes intentionality, but 
that can be a really helpful direction in a, in a healing path. Hmm. All right. Carry on into the sounds of the day. Well, I like the sound of your voice. <laughs> I like the sound of yours, too. I love you. Love you. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time. Peace.